0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Curious Recruiter, a recruiting podcast brought to you by Anais, that would be me. So I am a senior recruiter that's been working uh, within major high tech companies such as Facebook and Amazon for the last... Ooh, almost nine years now. So yeah, this episode is going to be geared towards um, people in the recruiting field or anyone who is aspiring to enter the recruiting field and who has wondered really what is the difference between sourcing and recruiting or basically the job title sourcer versus the job title recruiter. Some of you might ask yourselves, and maybe those are the more seasoned people in the field, why am I even talking about sourcing versus recruiting? Isn't that something that is clear? Well, actually, the answer to that question is no. It's not really clear, and um, in some cases, depending on, on some companies, is actually clear as mud. So I would like to take just a, a couple minutes of your time uh, to give a little bit more light and a little bit more texture, I think, to this subject. So the main reason why I think it's important to discuss sourcing versus recruiting is because the HR world is definitely evolving. Back in the days, um, you had one person to do everything so you had this HR person which is why and I that's a little pet peeve of mine Um, many people say oh so you're HR no I'm not human resources I recruit people Uh, I do have little say on what is happening to these people after they get hired I might bring some sort of consultative view but that's literally all I do So back in the days we would have this hr lady yeah i'm sorry it used to be the hr lady uh or that hr guy that was responsible for hiring firing uh doing all of the you know employee life cycle stuff like onboarding paycheck whatnot well this is um probably not the case anymore for any company that is growing growing rapidly. Um, This is more what's happening nowadays in in startups, where of course the company is not big enough to actually warrant specialists for everything. But yeah, we are seeing that uh, the HR world is evolving. Uh, There are now way more paths and specializations than before, uh, because there is a certain need for scale. Um, And that's why we're now seeing new professions, new job titles such as sourcers. And actually, the Sorcerer profession, the Sorcerer title is a pretty new profession, even though it is becoming more and more common. And I want to give a little bit more context into what that new profession actually means. Um, Obviously, that does depend a lot on the company but most likely the definition that I'll give you guys is what it should be uh, defined as for many other companies. Um, and another reason why I'd like to talk a little bit more about the Sorcerer profession is because it's often being talked down. It has a bit of a bad rep, you know, um, you don't really know what that profession is and sometimes it's being seen as kind of the, the little sister or the little brother of the recruiter and that's not quite true. So I wanted to take the time to clarify uh, why there is a need for sorcerers and specific companies or specific agencies and what makes them so special and not just some sort of apprentice position um, as many people like to think of it and last but not least um, I do have quite a bunch of mentees um, in the HR world or let's say the world of recruiting because I don't consider myself an HR person as I established and a lot of them are reaching out to me with questions such as what is this role? Is this for me? Um, What should be the day-to-day of a sorcerer and and the actual purpose of a sorcerer? So hopefully this podcast is going to help with uh, shedding a little bit more light onto that exactly. So first of all, let's talk about what is sourcing. And the word sourcing isn't actually a common word yet uh whenever i say that you know i'm doing sourcing in my day-to-day because this is one of the things that i do as a full cycle recruiter it's part of my role spec if you will most people don't really know what that means but actually most of you will might have heard about sourcing in the context of procurement which is actually the practice of researching locating and selecting raw materials for lack of a better word Um, and one of the most common uses of sourcing is in supply chain management so you probably heard for example of electronic manufacturers trying to source device components at the lowest cost Uh, most likely in China Uh, and uh, yeah that's uh, that's that's basically what sourcing means you know it's procurement it's uh, selecting raw material and now this world has also um, you know gotten to its meaning in the HR world and um, that just basically translate to locating finding great talent Uh, but obviously without caring about the price stack here we're not trying to cheap out on on the talent that we're trying to hire into the company that we hire for Also, historically, this position actually started um, with recruitment agencies, especially executive ones. In these agencies, usually um, the sorcerers wouldn't be called sorcerers, but researchers or research associates. You know, if if you look into Spencer Stewart, for example, which is an executive uh, headhunting agency, well, you would see research associates working there and you would know that's a sorcerer. And a sorcerer in the end is usually extremely well versed when it comes to online stalking, AKA LinkedIn searches, X ray Google searches tracking down information about candidates, and they actually use very in-depth search methods to find the perfect candidates. They also know the market really well, um, usually the market that they operate in. Um, it's but you know, by force of habit, I'm going to say. And if they don't know the market, then they are going to learn about it, and they're going to learn about it from scratch. So they're essentially very curious human beings. Uh, and they're basically the intelligence gatherers behind any agency or any company at least when it comes to to the talent landscape they are the ones that are bringing profiles to the table they have them reviewed by the recruiters hiring managers and then they would actually also reach out to the candidates uh, themselves to get them interested in whichever roles they have to offer for them. And uh, once the first contact is achieved, then the candidate gets introduced to the recruiter and the recruiter then owns that candidate communication uh, from this point on for further, I'm gonna say processing for lack of a better word. Little disclaimer, in some companies, uh, the sourcing profession, the sourcing title doesn't necessarily include reaching out to the candidates. Um, But in most cases, I'm going to say uh, it will be the case that um, that the sourcer is going to be responsible for that first attempt. And in the best case scenario, actually, the candidate ownership remains split between the Sorcerer and the recruiter. In other words, the Sorcerer doesn't just disappear off the face of the earth because that would just be weird, you know, you have a candidate that's speaking with with, with a Sorcerer and then suddenly, boom, I'm gonna hand you over to this recruiter and you'll never hear from me. That's not it. Usually, um, I've seen it happen in the companies that I've worked for or at uh, or currently am working for, <laughs> whichever way you want to slice it, the Sorcerer is still copied and Every uh, exchange, and sometimes actually, the sorcerer can be a an immense asset uh, to when it comes to closing because the Sorcerer will have kind of remained in the background as some sort of advisor for the candidate, a somewhat neutral advisor if you will whereas the, um, the recruiter was more of a, a biased kind of uh, uh, element in the process and I have worked with amazing Sorcerers in the past um, that that have helped me close a candidate just because they were kind of that, that, advis- uh, that advisor, that wild card in my sleeve. Uh, so uh, you guys know who you are thank you so much for your help now you guys are probably dying to know um, which one is better sorcerer or recruiter uh, and if you thought that there was a simple answer to this question then I'm going to have to disappoint you and especially those who skipped all the way through this timestamp to get the answer. Uh, I'm sorry again, the answer is not a clear-cut one and it really depends on you, on your personality um, because there are two very different jobs. And I believe personally that um, uh, it, you know being a sorcerer is not for everyone and being a recruiter is not for everyone. But if your personality works with either of those um, job titles and their requirements, then that's the jackpot. So what's the difference? Um, basically, sorcerers, they are specialists in using very in-depth techniques, and they frankly just know their shit. That's, there's no better way to put it. Uh, there are literally weapons. If their role involves candidate contact, which it actually often does, they also become masters of turning passive candidates into active candidates, and um, they're going to hone in on their engagement skills. A lot. So, in two words or in two attributes, they are um, market specialists, intelligence specialists, talent landscape specialists and also engagement specialists, because they really know how to turn a passive candidate into an active candidate. Uh, Recruiters, on the other hand, they are more like all-rounders, they are jack-of-all-trades and masters of none. They can do a little bit of applicant tracking, they can do a little bit of candidate research on LinkedIn, they maybe know their way around a couple of bullying strings here and there, Uh, but but nothing really in-depth, except perhaps, you know, the closing, I'd hope so, because Otherwise, you know, (laughs) I don't think you'd be a good recruiter if you don't have your closing skills down. But the truth is recruiters simply don't have the time to get into the weeds, uh, to really go and do in-depth candidate sourcing especially if they're looking for niche profiles Uh, recruiters just simply don't have the time it doesn't mean that they're not good at it but unless they hire the same profiles over and over again and build up some sort of specialization when it comes to to candidate sourcing they will not be really good at approaching a completely new talent landscape that they've never worked with before or it'll take them a little bit longer. Um, so yeah, that that is the essential difference. And now you have to understand if you prefer being a multitasker or a specialist. And actually, here's where I recommend taking one of these Myers-Briggs tests, Um, you can do that online for free, I suppose. Um, And one of those um, uh, attributes within the Myers-Briggs test, uh, it tests you for whether you're an extrovert or an introvert person, basically, do you like to know a bit of everything, but nothing in depth or do you actually really really like to know your shit about stuff that you're interested in you know there's this analogy that one of my mentors used to use it's like you know he was american so you know you have sports right there are people that will know a little bit about baseball a little bit about basketball a little bit about football they know the different teams they know the mascots they'll know some of the main players some of the scores but that's it and then you'll have this one person that would be the introvert and that's basically the sorcerer profile that they would they would they would know their stuff when it comes to baseball they know all the teams they know all the major players they know all and i don't even know how baseball works right let's just put it out there i'm not american so that is your classic introvert profile, which is really, as they say, and I don't want to generalize because I've seen extrovert people that are really good at sourcing too, but usually if you like to just focus on building your knowledge in one specific thing and you're passionate and super curious about that, that's really going to work for you. So in my book, you're really going to love sourcing If you like to crack tough nuts, if there is a niche profile that is just very difficult to come by, Uh, if you like to sit hours focusing on one activity and really really get into the weeds where this is concerned, if you like to work methodically, because in the end sourcing is a lot of fine combing the market, fine combing the internet, thank God for the internet today, Uh, because otherwise you know our jobs as sourcers would be a lot more difficult, but yeah it's a lot of fine combing It's a lot of trial and error, you know, testing different methods, testing different search strings, um, ticking things off, trying in another area, I mean, I'm gonna stop here, but you you get the idea, you really um, will love being a sorcerer if you like to specialize in something specific and like to talk as an expert in front of a crowd. Uh, which in this case would very much be your recruiting team and the hiring manager, ultimately, that's trying to make a hire and wants to look at you as the sourcer, as the advisor and the one person that knows really what's going on in the market. Now, likewise, you're going to hate sourcing. No, really, you're going to detest sourcing if um, you're someone who just can't concentrate for longer periods of time. Uh, Or let's say, let's put it differently, someone who can't concentrate on the same task for a longer period of time. Um, It's also not going to be a suitable role for you if you just like to check boxes off of your list. I, for example, love check boxes uh, or lists so basically every morning or maybe on a weekly basis i have check boxes uh, that i set myself on a little to-do list and i like to kind of um, reward myself with the feeling of knowing i've achieved something that day you know i've um, interviewed so and so many candidates i've passed so many candidates i've uh, sent so and so many emails i mean obviously that's not a metric for me but i like to just quantify things and when you're doing sourcing um, sometimes you can, sit, you can sit in front of the computer for hours a whole day and not find a single profile. So perseverance is really necessary in this role. And also if you like to be that jack-of-all-trades and your curiosity just you know doesn't go beneath the surface level then maybe you're going to have a problem as well because you're going to want as a sourcer to really dig deep into the heart of the matter. So hopefully this is going to give you a good overview. And um, now my next question, or maybe your next question, is going to be career-wise. Which role makes more sense? Which role makes better sense? Sorcerer, recruiter. Um, To be honest, what I've seen in my last years um, in the field is that often we talk down the sorcerer profession because it feels a little bit like an entry-level role where you're maybe working on a restraint basis or so it feels. Because in the end, in some sorcerer positions, you don't even have candidate contact. And of course, you're, you're, you know, you're doomed to give the candidate away, you're losing touch with the candidate, you're not closing them, it feels like you're only ever witnessing one part of the process, which is true, but it's a crucial part, and if it's done well in the right company, actually you will be involved, as I said, in the process, and and you'll be able to follow your candidates all the way through, even if not in an active way. But unfortunately, in some cases, in some companies, the bad rep that that the sorcerer role has is um, is justified because in some companies, yeah, the the sorcerer is seen a little bit as a, as as an entry level kind of role. But if you're in a company where the right importance is attached to the sorcerer role in the environment that you're targeting then the Sorcerer is an irreplaceable, crucial asset to any recruitment team. And it's really valued as an incredible source of information, as I said. And in the right company, Sorcerers will actually go own and set up the research strategy for a specific role from scratch. They will present it to the recruiters and the hiring team as well, the hiring managers, and they will attend all progress meetings, not just to present candidates, but also to chime in uh, with additional comments on the market, on the landscape. So again, it's all about what you like, and there's no real chronological or hierarchical order that would make, you know, the sorcerer role come before the recruiter, the recruiter before the sorcerer role, or one of them seem superior to the other. And to be frank, I've seen sorcerers become recruiters, which kind of seems like a fair career path, especially for those who feel that at some point they have grown out of the kind of solitary headphone style work, because that's, that's how I see sorcerers, and you know, usually you see them. Uh, I saw Sourcers at Amazon and Facebook and they were just like headphones on and diving deep into the the world wide web to find the right candidates. Um, but to be fair I've also seen people transition back from recruiter into Sourcer just because they felt like all of that multitasking stuff wasn't for them and they really liked the research aspect of the world. It's Really about what you like and um it's also important to say just as a a, kind of a parenthesis, that some companies also have sourcing recruiter titles now not all of them i know amazon for a fact does um but those are positions where the recruiters traditionally carry less openings um and therefore they will have more time to source more niche type candidates Um, now i personally prefer to be Full cycle recruiter, which is actually a recruiter that is doing a little bit of everything. Um, I am basically, um, I have a lot of active applicants, but I'm also doing a little bit of sourcing for some of my more niche and senior positions. This is the balance that works for me. But that being said, I also personally think that um, the fact that I started out as a sourcer back in the days and then actually transitioned to a full cycle recruiter role made me a much better and more versatile recruiter because I. I actually acquired very strong sourcing foundations, which makes it a lot easier for me in the end to do my role as a full cycle recruiter. So yeah, I've moved basically from sourcer a full cycle recruiter but I do know uh what we call career sorcerers uh that have been in a in a sorcerer role for quite a while and they wouldn't move on to a different role for the world because they just love the nature of the role so again it's all up to you and what you feel um is is the most suited sort of role for you I'm hoping that some of these insights will have helped you get a better realization of what sourcing is especially in contrast to recruiting and for our last part there's just one little thing I'd like to cover and that is the questions that you should be asking yourself and also um, asking the company that you're planning to apply to uh, when it comes to a sourcing role. And the first thing that you should be asking here is a question that you should be asking yourself. And that's whether you like the solitary and methodical nature of the sorcerer role and whether you can see yourself doing it for a while because you don't want to start in one specific job and then have to change six months later because it just didn't turn out to be what you thought it would be. That being said, the good news is that it's far from being a dead end and it opens up lots of possibilities. As I said, I think it's a great school um, for recruiters. It's not mandatory, but it's definitely something that I think uh, is going to create great foundations to your recruitment basis or to your recruitment Uh, knowledge and uh, yeah you can always move on to something else and who knows maybe you're going to figure out that this is something you're really into but you can always move on as much as you can always specialize in it one of the cool things I forgot to mention but I will mention it now obviously, is that um, many companies are only just in the beginning stages of building their sourcing function uh, and that's why the sourcing role is actually that, that new and, and not yet that common. Um, so in some of those cases, in some of those companies cases, you have a lot to bring to the table and you can actually um, have the opportunity to build great things from scratch, which is always something great for uh, a career, something great for a CV, Uh, to build something that isn't yet existing instead of just coming into something that's existing uh, where all the infrastructure and knowledge is set and you're just replicating um, something that someone else has put on paper before you. So um, if a company calls you up, you know, obviously it depends which type of company, but if uh, a good startup um, that you believe in calls you up and says, we want you to come help build out our sourcing function, then this is definitely a job offer you want to think about if, of course, the sourcing uh, profession is one that kind of speaks to you. So in other words, sourcing is booming these days and it's good to catch the train while it's still kind of early stages in the early train stations uh, and until it arrives to that boom, I guess. This was a really weird metaphor, but you catch the drift, I guess. <laughs> And then the second most important question that you should ask yourself or rather uh, the company that you're targeting is what kind of value does this company attach or what kind of importance does this company attach to the sourcing function? So try to really understand while you're talking with your recruiter uh, and and with anyone from the company how the sourcing position is being viewed. It's really important that you um, that you end up with a company where the sourcer is not just a profile provider, some sort of transactional profile provider, but actually um, any sourcer should be regarded as an expert. It's always good to speak with other sourcers from the company or ex-sourcers from the company, um, if possible, of course, and do as much digging as possible. That would also actually mean that you're a good sourcer because you're doing your groundwork and your due diligence. Um, and yeah. To really try to understand whether you're going to be in a company that values this position or not at all it's obviously very important for your well-being uh for the next i'm gonna say couple of years or so all right we've reached the end of this episode uh which was all about um understanding what the difference between sourcing And recruiting in a company that offers both positions uh, is. And um, hopefully, this will have helped you a little bit um, or maybe a great deal to understand which position is right for you if you haven't made up your mind yet. Um, Of course, you know, I'm always happy to receive um, comments thoughts, concerns from anyone who is listening to this podcast and may have a differing opinion. But also, uh, of course, if you agree to anything that's been said here, um, do not hesitate to leave a message. You can actually leave a voice message via Anchor. You can contact me via Instagram or you can also go visit the site, thecuriousrecruiter.com and, you know, um, (laughs) say everything you have to say. I would definitely be happy to hear from you guys. For now, I'm going to get the uh, catchy intro-outro song ready so you guys understand it's the end of the episode. But uh, have no fear. I will catch you at the next episode of The Curious Recruiter. Bye, everyone.